Have you ever wondered what it's like to drive around a racing circuit in Scotland? Or have you ever thought about the job process and what it's like to apply and get interviews for a new job? Have you ever thought about what it's like to receive some interesting news from a close friend? Or have you ever thought about what it's like to set up and run an Amazon FBA account? Or is your current thoughts regarding the property market? Actually, me and Jamie talk about it in this episode, so we hope you enjoy. Um, yeah, my week's been <clears throat> pretty standard. Start of the week was, uh, actually saying that, start, start of the week I went down to, I went home for a bit and used, got a driving experience at Knockhill, the only race circuit in Scotland, where I got a shot up driving <clears throat> a Lamborghini Performante Gallardo. Uh, I got a shot of driving a Ferrari 458 Spider. Did you, I got... did you, obviously I think you had one car, right? And then yeah. you went and upgraded two cars because you're like, yeah. I need to drive more. Yeah. Fair enough. And you had the Lamborghini first, or was it kind of like you show up and you book which one? So you just stand in a queue, and it's like, so I went for the Lambo first. Okay. <clears throat> and so it's almost like tickets. You basically like, I want to choose a car. You yeah. chance you can stand in any queue, basically. Pretty much. You pay for right. what the car is. So like, I chose, like, you still choose your cars before. You don't just turn up and, like, okay, I've got a ticket. Here's one. Okay. You choose. You still have to choose what cars because some of the cars are more expensive than others to use and go into and stuff. So how how was it? So yeah, Lamborghini, brilliant fun, absolute hammering it around the track. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you get to go around the whole track. That's yeah, so good. I genuinely speaking to people here, going like, "Yeah, he's going to be doing the straight, and then can I turn around like almost just a little cone thing, or maybe yeah. like a slalom on the straight?" But no, the whole track is pretty cool. Full track and. It's- it was actually so much fun. Uh, first time ever driving Not Kill, which is cool to say now that like, I've actually been around it and driven oh. it. Um, yeah, cool. But yeah, hitting 120 miles an hour in a Lamborghini from Andy in a straight. And then Did it feel time, like that? Oh, fast. it felt faster than that. And it's the acceleration because the Lamborghini was like, it's quite mechanical. So every time you're changing gear, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. <laughs> and the guy's like, you know, he's telling you to change it at 4,000. I'm trying to hold on to every gear. Like, <laughs> No, I'm holding on to it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. And then cool. the Ferrari was just finesse. Ferrari's just, everything was just about, it was just a bit more, like, twitchier and everything like that. It was just a bit So you notice the difference? Yeah, 100%. Lamborghini wow. was just a bit of a, a, a bit of a, you could tell it was kind of like a heavy, clunky car. But yeah. also, I think it's a bit of an older car as well, compared to the 458. The 458s, I think, is a little bit newer. Yeah. Um. So was, I remember, yeah. I remember doing it at Engelson in Edinburgh. At the airport and i think obviously the cars are used a lot it yeah. almost like whenever getting into cars i'm going to be like oh it's not as nice as what i thought it was going to be or as finessed as what i thought it was going to be i think that's yeah. just literally what these cars are they are you know sports yeah, cars and yeah which is yeah the best yeah. thing about it so like the, the, the thing i took from it was like at the end of the ferrari run i pulled into the guys like so i did four laps of each car pulled into the, the pits and come into the pits and the the guy didn't have to say much to me. Obviously they're talking you around the whole track. So like you get around the track, it's like, okay, start slowing down here, make sure you're breaking, like turning now. Um but like came to like the the third and fourth lap, he didn't really say much to me, kinda knew that I was doing okay. Um yeah. he came into the pits and he was like, uh, so Jamie, have you driven before? Um and I was like, Nope. He says, Have you driven these sort of cars before? Like Ferrari, you know, any sort of sports cars? Like, mm. Nope. 
says, what do you drive yourself? I says, oh, a 2010 <laughs> Ford Focus 1.6. And he goes, well, what the hell you can drive, can't you? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, your lap times there were probably up there with the best of today, especially in the Ferrari. Um, oh, you were good. just on the ball. You knew exactly when to turn, holding off the brake, holding on the accelerator right time. Even when that... I but that, maybe just did you just drive the cars as you drive your focus because that's how you drive, don't you? <laughs> well, it's one of the corners. The guy's going like, okay, off the accelerator, and you just you're supposed to be off the accelerator all the way around. Mm. I was slowly putting it on as he went around. He goes, "You kept it down, didn't you?" And I went, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> was he quite? Um, like, they must be like quite nervous because anybody goes can do these things. So it's kind of like he's got to yeah. judge the person. Yeah. based on how they are and they see a, a young 21 year old you're 21 right 22 yeah. now no 22 <laughs> jesus 22 getting into getting into the car going like yeah this guy's could maybe crash this car quite easy so yeah that's credit to you yeah no i was quite impressed with myself i thought this is fun and then to finish it off the day there's the aerial atoms which you just get a joy riding Okay. Um, I ended up spending thirty pound extra so me and Rebecca could go into like a head to head to head race because there was two of them. Nice. And the guys go around the track, absolutely hammering the aerial arms, going round the corners like sideways and stuff. Wow. And then they put it up like so on the street. Me and Rebecca go next to each other, and you're like looking over, and I'm like, oh, Rebecca, you just see Rebecca going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Honestly, you can see right into those cars, can't you? Yeah, they things are like uh, first time being in one of them, different ball game completely really? different you think is like it... i was doing like one minute 16 one minute 24 dad the two lap times dad did count for me these things must be doing sub minutes wow. honestly like not rapid rapid they're going the way they go around the corner are they are they loud oh, on the videos and stuff loud. online you're like yeah they seem loud yeah they are pretty loud right, that's cool yeah. that's cool to see though because it's yeah. not something a car that you'd see normally yep you might see a ferrari on the road but <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Rattle. So then oh. I finished that to come back up, and now I'm working every day since so every day since Wednesday to the end of the month, and then I've got one day off in the first, and I'm back wow. on for another three days. So how do you feel? Because I I asked you about that, and like long stretches of no days off seem quite tough. Do you yeah, feel like are. that? Do you feel like it's unfair, or what's? Um, it's just part of the job. It's part of what okay. sales requires. I think, especially with the way it works with such a small team. I think if you were like in like car showroom you know you'd just be like you know there's plenty of guys that would be doing it so you what you would do is you'd have like you know two weekends off in the month and they'll just be set whereas this job's like your your days off are generally just all over the place yeah. um and i just think it's yeah it's one of the reasons why i am sort of looking at elsewhere you know um one of it is a bit like going to that is, yeah we can go into that that like life work balance seems to be a bit not as good as what could be because of no. that environment and it's not even like that's forced that seems like maybe it's a small team and you need that but at the same time it's like well you need people to perform you need breaks so why why create that environment so yeah well i've had like this month's been probably my one of my uh, hardest months um i i went obviously had 11 days holiday so i've you know when you're a target driven job that's all about you making sure you get the sales on board I started the month not in a great position and didn't get the sales that was maybe needed at the very start of the month to then what to come back and then have it even harder like it's you know tail end of the month people haven't been paid and um, trying to get like um, people to pay up front and just like the whole balance of it all 
I came back and probably had like the period I had off was lovely, but it made it even harder to come back yeah. to. So especially um, sales, I came like, back and I'm like a mile behind where I need to be. Um, you need like the momentum, but, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've only just started to get that back. I would say like in the last couple of days, like I've just been a bit like, okay, I'm getting numbers on the board, but not mm. not not projection what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. But um, uh, you obviously you've you know that's not the reason that you've been looking for other roles. You obviously want to move on to yeah. something more specific to your degree and stuff, which is totally fair. I know you had an interview, Jerry. How did that go? So the interview was with um sort of a marketing agency doing search engine optimization is what their main focus is. Um, really short, like. I went on a call at half, it was supposed to be half nine, didn't start to about 35 minutes past. Okay. Um, the account director or managing director of the company came on, asked me about five questions. Um, and then what kind like, of questions do you remember? Um, so once obviously SEO, what is SEO? Um, okay. Why have you moved on from like account, being an account executive with a stealth startup? Um, even he was like, oh, did you make, were you made redundant there? Or did you fail probation? And I was like, no, I actually managed to get one of the biggest clients and stuff. So I was like trying to obviously back up. Yeah. The cool way he went about the questions, I found it that I didn't probably answer them in the best way possible as I could have. What do you um, mean? Like doing a star process, like giving him uh, an example. Um, I think probably the first couple of questions I just told him stuff. Um, which probably... Like, so you, you didn't really follow, as in you were following the format, it wasn't really working or you yeah, just, I just didn't? couldn't get the, the question switched around to then be like, here's an example. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, a little bit annoyed with that. Um, but it's sort of like first one I've done since David Lloyd's, um, you know, cutting with them and just like yeah. first one since then. And I just Fair kind enough. of like see how it goes. But the next I'll find out on Tuesday. So by the next episode, I've told you guys if, I'm, if I've made it through to the next stage and the next stage is a presentation. So what do you mean by it was really short? Do you think they were just, okay, we've got 15, a bunch of that. 15, 20 minutes with the guy. So like for a, oh. an interview that I thought was going to last till like half 10, at 9.30 till half 10, I thought maybe it would have lasted or at least near to that, finished by 10 o'clock. Well, I mean, we did the, you know, you did the whole prep beforehand, the night before yeah. we had a call to prepare. Yeah, it seemed like almost like it was heat up to be like what you're saying a bit longer did you manage to ask the questions at the end or was it kind of like yeah stuck so exactly like you had said to me girl, I basically hadn't hadn't actually done you know you said like oh they might not question it like oh to ask a question he did exactly that he didn't really? actually go he didn't go uh jamie so have you got any questions didn't say that he just went this is what will be the next stage blah 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 and i went if you don't mind me it's okay if i ask a question that's I'm good. glad you said that nice. because um, I did take that on board and actually asked him mm-hmm. um, asking the director a question and after he left because he had another meeting to because he's got end of month meetings all day if was saying today so um, I ended up asking the other woman who was on with nice. with me um, asking her another question Do you um, think that came across quite well for them? Or were they Yeah, like, I oh, think so um, Well, I ended up asking the question about the six months so I said, um, where do you put predict to me in six months and he kind of fired it back at me saying i think he thinks that i was linking like in a sales aspect like oh where do you you know i expect you to be hitting targets i expect you to be doing this no i was trying to obviously say six months like you know do you expect me to be um 
progression where do you you know our self-management you know like that sort of like hmm. where did he see me in six months i okay. want him to picture me in the, the job the but i think he kind of looked at it as like oh this person's all thinking about figures gotcha so and maybe it's like I got my, my um self across in the best way got you but at the same time it's a fact-finding mission for you as well it yeah. sounds it sounds like the kind of role or the job that they're looking for is very target driven obviously being kind of a sales element of pretty yeah. much sales within the agency it seems like okay it's a graduate entry role to a seo marketing agency but it's a an account executive role where yeah. they are going to be like you know you've been account executive before where it's very much you know what's the targets this week what are clients doing it's not really marketing that makes sense it might be obviously you're in the marketing agency but you're you're pretty much just um sales again which that that's me thinking of that from what your his answer to that question is so that's from a director that's just going to get fed down and it's almost like is that what you really want to do again another which seems like you know exactly what you're doing right now but within uh marketing agency and it's like i I think you're missing i think you're a bit missing the picture of what the job entails okay maybe i I think your aspect of you're looking at it like i'm going into this because either that or i'm getting it wrong because from my understanding of this job yes it's going to be um a little bit of obviously selling the product and selling the services what we have to offer but it's more to that as well because i will actually be doing seo stuff i'm going to get to the guys like you first um couple of weeks you go away and do training for um understanding google analytics and um, they've got their own one called bright metric stuff um and you have to understand all that side of things and then you also um help with the campaigns and stuff and you liaise with like you know the design team so if someone's doing a campaign for someone and i get sent it to for one of my clients and i go this is not what the client's looking for or i think it's bad or there's a spelling mistake or something's wrong yeah i'm the one that's in charge of then going back to them and going here you just need to do this it has to be done within an hour this client needs this tonight yeah it's um, just a bit a, it's a bit a, more from, management yeah. i think than, than yeah you're kind of selling role um it, to, the selling role is going to come an aspect of when i speak to the clients is trying to get them to either spend more money with us so that yeah like, oh we're actually the next package up for you would be this yeah to me it's a lot well when i first kind of job at uni was in a marketing agency and it is a to my experience of it especially account executive role is a bit like you're moving paper around something to give you you never really actively do you do the some of the work and you do yeah. sort of like the like you know reports is quite a big bit of the job and you feeding information to clients because you're the point of contact for clients but you would you know it's never like here's like the results of the market like, there'll be an seo person dedicated to yeah organizing that pass it on to you to pass the client the client comes back with questions you go and speak to the seo person who specializes in it you feed that back you write up the report and pass it to the yeah so it's it's a good inroad to like the industry and it's obviously would be a good experience but it's just i think it's something to consider is what i'm trying to get at it's maybe not all the thing is it's it's a stepping stone it's that's the biggest thing it's it's the title and the role within a company that will give me the next available step whereas trying to go from what i'm doing the now to just a normal you know yeah. marketing executive non-graduate role 
it's hard because there's all of them expect certain amount of experience within marketing already. Yeah. And I've not got that that's, yet. So it's like this is like I, I look at this job as like a perfect example of my using what I've learned already and yeah. the skills I've got to then develop into another area where then yeah. I can go from that job, you know, maybe a couple of years down the line, hopefully learn a lot from them and then move into a role that's more suitable. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll just obviously be, um, from past experiences, you know, if you do get, obviously, if you get through to the next stage and say you do get an offer, it's like, it's the very first job you've looked at post uh, uni, kind of like actually taking time to consider what other roles there are. It's, you know, past experiences just not maybe jump at the first thing that comes past your way because it oh, no, might, might not be right for you. Um, I but I, I'm not. just... You know, it sounds, it sounds, you know, it's good experience as well, what you've done so yeah. far. Cool. Um, uh, I wanted to bring up a bit about the last weekend. So I was asked to go to Newcastle to play golf oh, yeah. with uh, friends down there, James, so uni friend. And it was kind of like a last minute thing that started the week. I thought, uh, can't be bored with this. Maybe I want to, maybe I don't. Said no initially, yeah. and he was like, uh, actually, why don't you come down just a Saturday then instead of Friday, which I planned. Yeah. And then I was like, actually, I'm just being very stupid. Say yes to a lot of things. I need to say more yes to more things. Yeah. And then went down on the Friday, and then he was like, busy chatting away. And then he gave me a scratch card based on yeah. saying, he basically worded it in a way that the company he works for, Greg's, were handing out scratch cards. And obviously, I just said, um, oh, that's a bit strange. Uh, and then asked Rebecca, his fiance, being like, oh, do you not want to scratch it? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. We have, we've got loads of them. We're just, they're just handing them out for some reason. So I start scratching just the first row going like, it's like one of these ones, if you get you know, three in a row, you went 250,000. Yeah. Like, scratch first row, so there's nothing. And I was like, oh, got it, got it here. And I scratched the second row. And obviously, James, Rebecca had watched me. I'm like, start scratching the second row. Like, nah, nah, nah. Oh. I haven't won anything. And then the, the last row, I'm like scratching just the middle bit. And I was like, it's writing. And I was like, that's so weird. You never see writing in these. And then I was like reading a bit to second glance. I was like, oh. Oh, and then it came to some realization that it's actually just, it said like best man. And it was almost like when you read something, you kind of do a second take. And I was like, oh, geez. Woo, best man. Woo there you go. So. <laughs> go on, Gregor. Go on. Yes. I've been uh, I've been honoured to um, be a friend's best man for my wedding next year, which I'm over the moon about. And maybe didn't show when I first got it because I was like cosmacked and I didn't expect it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty honoured and obviously a big responsibility as well. So yeah, I need to put some work into that. But it's all very exciting and yeah, looking forward to. I guess a stag do, which should come up <laughs> and organizing that. And then obviously on the day responsibilities, making sure James gets there on time and is in a good frame of mind to get married. So that'll be interesting. And there's other groomsmen who's got another three, um, Lewis and Jacob. So sorry, not two, Lewis and Jacob. Doing... So it'd be three in total. Okay. So it's three best playing golf with. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Grinsman, yeah. So basically, that's who I'm going to be playing golf with. Okay. Um, so are you, are you, okay, you, the ones you've been playing golf with and you know a lot as well? 
Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Perfect. That's good. Well, and then the rest it. of the weekend was golf, which was really good in Newcastle. Two courses I never played before. I had an Indian. And then we had a kind of bar- barbecue watching the final games of the Premier League on Sunday, which again, you know, don't really watch too much football or get too many other players. But yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a good time. And just yeah. absolutely stuffed full of food. And then got a, a late train back to Edinburgh, arrived at like 12 at night and then just crashed in bed. But I do um, think, yeah. I was going to say like that sort of stuff, like see like that the ability obviously like all these working like nine to five, Monday to Friday jobs, like that ability to just at the weekend to then go and do stuff. Like I said, it's one of the reasons why as well that I'm kind of looking for something else is there's no ability to do that. Like I'd mm. love to go, Gregor, why don't you come up for the weekend? Me and you can go play some courses up here. You know, there's tons of courses up this That's way. That's a really good example. That, that'd be, so much, that'd be like, so much better, yeah. Yeah, like imagine finishing on a Friday, come up, you have a place to stay, go out, we can go play some round of golf, go out for a meal, you know, have a, just a bit of a different time and stuff. But I just can't. Like that's one thing I, I find the hardest with the job that I'm currently in. And it's just not worth it, you know? Like yeah, that's like a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no, there's not much enjoyment um, when you're doing that sort of stuff. So, um, so I guess you know, seems like we've had another kind of good week. There is, we want to talk a bit and focus a bit more on our podcast around our business idea that we're running, the challenge as brothers. But we also have our side projects going on um, as well, which I want to discuss. So yeah. again, moving to be more business focused, but more about how we generate money. The challenge that we're doing and so what activities are we doing um between the three of us three brothers but first of all jimmy can you give us an update on your amazons your fba yeah so i've actually got a bit of like sad news on that aspect to be honest um i've i've decided to actually kind of close it down um so i've i think i've lost i see that i've lost interest in it but I've, I've spent a little bit of money on it trying to get it set up I then did a, a advertising campaign on it, um, not, which nothing came from, um, which cost me now like twenty pound. So okay. currently, I think I've, I think I'm all in so far, like sixty pound in. To including products? No, no, that's not even including the products. Okay, okay. sixty okay. pound into um, and then products. I think I'm about one hundred and ten okay. pound in products. Okay, um, and at that point, I was like, okay, I've spent more money. Then I will make, and then I was thinking, okay, well, so say I sell these products, or this product's clearly not maybe the right timing. I'm just at the wrong market at the moment, and it was maybe one of these one that was going to sell maybe one a month over the next couple of months. Um, I was like, I can't afford to do spend another thirty pound next month to try and sell this product, to then only sell one and make like ten pound off of it. It just yeah. didn't doesn't make sense. So what so, are you doing? I thought that my, well, my thought process was like, okay, I've got, it's not closed yet. So I thought there's two options. I can either go and try and find more products, mm-hmm. you know, find something that's more suitable, find a wholesaler bulk by like 200 and then just, you know, do the, send it to Amazon and get it sold that way. Um, I just think in the like perfect example is like with work and um, doing these awkward shifts, like I finished tonight at seven o'clock, time I got back half seven got something to eat eight o'clock i'm not really doing much and um, sort of after that started to like clean golf clubs to get sold and things so started doing other stuff and um, but i really was just like what i'm sp- gonna spend too much money and probably i'm not got enough time to do this at the moment i think i'd like to maybe come so back what's it was so are they just are they 
you know, you say you've closed it down, but are they still listed on Amazon? Yeah, they're currently still listed on Amazon. So they're still there. They can be still sold there. at some point. Somebody can discover them. Are you listing yeah. them anywhere else? Yeah, so I've actually put them on Facebook Marketplace now um, oh. to try and get them rid of them there. Um, and so yeah, when you say you kind of... stopped, it's more like you stopped the advertisement, right? Yeah, so I'm just, I'm not going to sell them through that. My, my thought process now is I'm going to use eBay. I'm going to use things that I know and how they work, and I've done them plenty of times. eBay... Is my next step so facebook no fees just like try and sell them locally get people to come pick them up mm-hmm. and then if not i'm going to try and put them on ebay um and set like a, a specific price just set six listings once they're sold they're sold um and Did just you do gumtree or um, avenue i i i don't know about you but like, i think gumtree's dead i think i think gumtree is a platform's gone facebook well, Mark, facebook i think facebook uh, I'm more, I would agree with you. I'm more on Facebook Marketplace just browsing than Gumtree. When was the last time you went on it? Probably this week at some point. What, Gumtree? Yeah. Uh, what but, that's, but, I think, but I think that's besides the point. It's like, it's another avenue that's free True. to list. And if you just get, if you, like, how long does it take to list it up? Five yeah. minutes? So, yeah. like, what's the hassle? If it's yeah. dead, it's dead, but there's, it's a business. People are on it. And you might so, find a customer. So yeah. why not? True. That's very true. So the next thing as well is obviously the golf clubs I was selling. Sadly, I actually had a, re- a package. I bought a set of Wilson CB irons. Mm-hmm. Um, £300, great value. Um, they're worth, I thought, and what they were selling on eBay for like between four and 400 to 450 Um, <laughs> Spent five, £6 on um, advertising it to get more listings, to get more people to see it. I got to like yesterday morning and I got a notification through my phone going, your product has been relisted. I was like, oh, well, that's not a sold then. So, oh. um, cause I set, I set a specific price it has to sell for. Um, before, before date. Yeah. Before oh. like, so like it, it was under, it hit 310, which was not bad, but I would have lost money at that price. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to hold on to them. I know what they're worth. Okay. Um, so my thought process is so I basically stuck them back up. They'll go up again this time. If they don't sell in there, I would just try and sell them through like Facebook Marketplace or something. I might make a wee loss. I think it's due to the brand. I generally just think people aren't looking at Wilson clubs. And this is yeah. probably something that I've, it's probably been a pitfall of what I thought of did. Because um, I just saw the, the Wilson's top end ones, mm-hmm. but they're still Wilson. And people look at Wilson as this lower class, lower brand. You know, it's like the, um, cheap man's clubs um, yeah. golf I think that's been an issue and then I've okay. got my other set here which I took home trying to convince dad to buy when I was down for the golf that's all this <laughs> out literally came through with one club literally drove in the driveway thought fuck it I'll get, I'll get one club out went through to dad and went look at this look at this club <laughs> dad dad was like ready to buy them not even try them just like why is that quite nice eh? <laughs> And then took, we went out to the golf course on the Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, no, I, the Monday night we went out to the golf golf course. He couldn't hit them. Really? <laughs> yeah, he couldn't hit oh. them. And I was like, I was like, I wonder what the difference is. And Dad's clubs are regular, and these right. ones were stiff. There was okay. pretty much like identical shafts, same weight, everything, stiff and regular. Just, right. Dad's not got the Dad's not got the swing for a stiff shaft. Got gotcha. has to have a regular. So gotcha. Um, that was quite interesting. interesting. That was quite funny. Interesting. Um, 
So yeah, I've got them to clean because Dad fucking chopped them. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, uh, so yeah, they'll cool. they'll still. I'm not worried about them, sir. They'll be fine. I maybe not nice. make as much money, but my thought process: do Facebook, do the opposite about Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. eBay next because Facebook's free. Do all the free platforms first, then try and sell it through eBay because cool. I've already spent twenty two pound on trying to sell the other clubs. Oh wait, why twenty two pounds? Fees. Oh fees. Wait, oh, you get charged on eBay just for listing it? Yes. Really? Yeah. I thought it was when you sold it. Bloody hell. £22? No. Yeah. That's blown my mind. That's how they're making yeah. all this money. People oh, are not yeah. selling stuff. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, they must rake in. That's one, and they get listing. Like, imagine, yeah. they must get a listing every minute of the day. That's Every minute of the day, there's probably at least no one idea. listing going up. Wow. Nuts. To be, to be fair, thought... like, it makes sense from a business point of view, but from a from a user's point of view, selling one off the item, you're like, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so when it automatically relists, does that charge you again, or is it just? No. I see. Well, so that's all right. That's well, it's like, just I was unlimited. Like, if it relisted, I got charged again. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Um, um, so yeah, good. that's for me. That's for me. That's what I've been up to. And um, I've been doing that. What have you done for yourself, Gregor? And then we'll go on to obviously. Realize it's obviously thirty minutes in. Hope you guys are still listening. Then join us. <laughs> um, but well, thirty minutes um, in. Obviously, we'll be editing, so it might be a bit less. Um, okay. We'll see. Um, but yeah, what have you been doing um, for yourself? And then obviously, let us know what Calum said. I, I was unfortunately working and wasn't able to be on mm. that call. Yeah, no problem. So again, not too much focus regarding a another side hustle venture idea. But for me, what I've been focusing on is I really wanted to understand where my money's going in the past three months. So actually, as sad as I am, fell out on a spreadsheet. <laughs> I go basically Google Sheets, which I think is amazing. It's, you know, there's, I don't have Microsoft Office. I don't have Excel and stuff. So I use the, the Google Suites, which is free. And Google I've got Google, <laughs> the Google Suite of <laughs> Sheets. <laughs> Google, uh, uh, can I go, I'll use that Google Suites as well, please. Google Suite. Suite. Sheet. <laughs> Google Sheet. Yes, but there's Google have a suite of apps that you use. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know what you mean. To be fair, it does. Anyway, and uh, I've basically got a, sh- I've got a sheet on there, which is basically dedicated to personal finances, and I'm okay. using it to track how much money I have for investing across the stock market, property, and other aspects of my life. And I want to find out how much I've been spending in the last three months based on golf, holidays, food, uh, haircuts. I just kind of broke it like those two small categories. And I was just quite interested to see like where it is going, which is quite a good realization for me. And then obviously basically uh booking a holiday this week I, you know i thought this week was boring but i booked a holiday to porto in portugal on thursday um to go with iona a uh, girlfriend so we're going next month for six days five nights and got wow. a good deal on that so yeah i was like you know just breaking it down figuring out where money's going because 
as I said before, I just want to basically be in the right place for um, looking at buying a property. I need to approach a mortgage advisor soon, I think, and start doing viewings. But you know, that's that I did some of that stuff last this week, basically. Okay. So you obviously we've um to kind of like bring bring to obviously the business. Our dad has obviously sent us a couple of messages regarding our recent podcast. Um, but regarding property, which I found really interesting, he's obviously they've been speaking to uh, our uncle Kenny or um our auntie spoke to him a little bit about obviously property and where the that market is going. Um, and there's a prediction that from our uncle Kenny who is um a big estate agent owner um, and knows the market very well, predicts yeah. that something like a crash is about to happen with it. Hmm. Are you still like, have you taken that thought on or have you, because for myself, well, like, I'm like in... Yeah, I could think you, you could take that information and, you know, think about it for what it's worth. You know, back post-COVID, I'm pretty sure Kenny or uncle was saying that, oh, there's going to be a crash. And then there was a property boom because of, the lockdown opening up and people yeah. uh, buying more properties. So you can take for what it's worth. The other aspect as well is uh, it depends on where you're buying. So yeah. there's, there's definitely right. property bubbles across uh, the UK. Edinburgh is very much, you know, would, probably wouldn't be as affected as a crash as any other big city because of where it's located. There's uh, inflation on property prices here to certain other places in the UK. There's always going to be a demand here for property because it's a capital city in Scotland. Got a castle, it's got a lot going for it. There's a festival. So, you know, if it's a crash, you know, it's cyclical as well. So and I was also thinking, so a crash makes sense for if you're buying because it might be cheaper to buy. But in Edinburgh, it's, you know, probably wouldn't make, make a huge amount of difference. It might yeah. do, but it might not happen at all. The other aspect is what I was thinking of is we're thinking they'd be long term. And it's cyclical, so we'll be owning the properties for longer and we're looking at rental income from properties that we own. Yeah. So actually, a property crash shouldn't come into effect because we wouldn't realise a crash price. We wouldn't be selling during a crash. Ideally, that's a plan. So yeah. it's on the face of it, saying there's a crash, you know, somebody says to you there's a crash every eight years for when the property cycle happens or when the economy yeah. happens in the past, and on this basis, you know, you'd be like, okay, you know, you take it on the chin and, you know, say what it is. And, you know, if anything, it's, it could help me and you buy a property at a cheaper price. But yeah. as I said, Edinburgh's got an inflation on it already and uh, doesn't seem to be, well, I guess it's literally slowing down any, at the moment. The other aspect as well is, I guess, because of the crash might be coming because of like, you know, obviously inflation's increasing. People are like, more stretched for uh, their finances and then the government's basically saying that this nest egg that everybody's built up during the lockdown by saving money this is like the time that people need to be spending that savings and it's like okay and they've come up with other measures lately to help reduce the i guess the inflation and the expenses coming through but ultimately um you just need to position yourself in the best place to buy a property that falls within your remit of affordability yeah. and i feel like i've done that or i'm i'm doing that so mm -hmm. yeah that doesn't it doesn't you know it doesn't concern me too much and i'm not really paying yeah. too much attention to it because it's only it only matters to me if the properties i'm seeing that come through that fit my remit are which is a, t a smaller subset of the whole market yeah. 
affect my ability to buy a property. You know, I so think, um, yeah, there's no point stressing too much about it. It's my, my point, basically. Yeah, definitely. I think my my aspect with it is I'm probably stopping there where I'm being, don't know what the next six months going to look like for myself. So yeah, I'm kind of nowhere near I where was... I kind of want to be. But my thought process with it now is like, okay, I'm just going to keep building our pot. So obviously we've got the help to buy. My mm. thought is like, realistic I'm probably wanting to max that out. I think by the time I'm probably actually settled and ready to buy somewhere, mm-hmm. um, I'm probably in a position. I'll probably have maxed out. I'm probably looking yeah. at, I think, I, another year, which I don't want to say because I would rather get something sooner than later because I know yeah. I've got the money for it. But to be more secure yeah. and more sort of happy with going for a property that's maybe a bit more yeah, no, suitable, I know, I know um, it'd like. be better just wait another year. I'm yeah. only 22. <laughs> I do, yeah, no, I know how that feels. And part of me does go as, you know, when I do hopefully eventually get one, is I feel like I'll be more keen to actually help you out as well. So you can yeah. even do like one of these joint mortgages or the family mortgage, where it's actually, because I see it as, you know, we'd like, you know, help each other out, but also yeah. the property that you buy, ideally you would be looking to keep onto it and rent out afterwards if, if the numbers if the numbers work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd be keen to do that as well. Cool.